Hello everybody, welcome to the first episode of the Fantasy Man podcast, and if you looked at the picture, um, title, and description of this podcast, it'll be very clear to you what we're doing. Obviously, what we're going to be doing is um, just going over any relevant NFL fantasy news, which will probably cover a lot of current NFL news, because that obviously ties into fantasy football, unless it's like, well, actually all of it does. So we're going to cover both of those because they both really tie into each other because, you know, really don't need any explanation. But um, So I thought the first episode would be great if I could just give you my top five um, players in each position. And um, there's no order to this, especially being like earlier before the season starts and like just after the draft ended. So, um... Yeah, um, this well, I'll probably do another top five in each position before the like right before the season starts, like after the preseason sometime probably. And uh, it might change. It might not. We'll see what happens uh, when we get there. So um, the f- I'm just gonna go with every category of fantasy players and list my top five in no or- particular order. That I think will give you the most points and really be overall the most valuable. And to start it off, I'm going to do my kickers and defense just because I want to get them out of the way and start if I fly by these because I really don't want to explain the kickers and defenses a lot because you can't really explain kickers too much. Or, I mean, most what you can say is their team doesn't score a bunch. They're going to have to kick a lot of field goals or they're very accurate. It's really just the same thing over and over again. So from my top five kickers, I have Greg Zerling. Or Zion, I'm not sure. Uh, I don't really follow kickers, so um, sorry if I butcher these guys' names. Uh, Stefan Goskowski for number two. Number three is Greg Joseph. Number four is Harrison Butler. And number five is Will Lutz. Those are my top five kickers, and um, from all the research I've done, they are the t- um, some of the top five. Like, I don't think they're all top five if you look at a lot of different like draft analysis. But um, they're they're usually pretty high up there, and they've got a lot of good teams that score a lot, that, um, so they have to, and they're down in the red zone a lot, so they have a lot of opportunities. For defense, I have for number one Chicago. They just have so many pieces to their defense; it's hard not to pick them. Last year, they obviously had a great fantasy season. I had them on my fantasy team, and a lot of times they were outscoring some of my skill position player, getting like twenty points a game. Uh, number two is Minnesota. Minnesota's got a very good defensive plan set up and a lot of good players. Uh, and a lot of good players, a lot like obviously a DB and safety and the main positions people look at with their defense. And uh, overall, just pretty solid defense. Um, there's not too many like elite defenses, especially in fantasy football, like point-wise, so it's kind of hard to get five of them. Um, number three is Los Angeles Rams. Um, they have a more experienced defense than a lot of teams. Obviously, got a lot of veterans on their team. Uh, they might not be as young and as physically like active. Well, not active, but like physically prime as a lot of younger defensive players. But their defensive scheme seems to work. They have an amazing defense. Uh, they literally played in the Super Bowl, so you got to see them as late as possible. And they held their own against um, the New England Patriots, was was very impressive in the Super Bowl. And last season, they had a pretty good fantasy season.
Um, number three is Houston. Obviously, um, most people think of J.J. Watt immediately, but there's a lot of corners, and uh, you got um, clowning at linebacker. They have a lot of pieces, and they're really one of them elite defense, keeping people off the board a lot. Last season, the main problem was um, inefficiency um, on the offensive side, I'd say. Um, their defense and uh, J.J. Watts hurt a lot, so is Clowney, honestly. So there's just a lot of minor factors that you might want to watch out for there, there in Houston. And number five is Baltimore Ravens. Now, I said in no particular order, but I do think this is the worst defense out of all of the five I've listed so far. Um, I had them... I have the Baltimore Ravens as a backup defense for whenever the... Well, I, didn't, I just picked them up from um, whenever the Bears' bye week was last year. That week, I don't think they performed that well, only having like six points. But if you look at the stats like for every week, they have a few good weeks. Um, I think it was against Tennessee or someone. They got like a huge amount of sacks or something. They have, they have a few good weeks here and there, but they're not the most consistent defense although having a decent amount of talent and, like, coordination. Obviously, um, what's his name? Uh, Weddle was released from the Ravens, so they lost a pretty good season veteran there. So, uh, yeah, that's my uh, kickers and defense. Now let's go to uh, my skill positions. Uh, first off is going to be QBs, as they usually give you the most points on your team and are the most important. And the skill positions are no order um, either, so don't take it like if I say um, like the worst one on the list first or something. So uh, let's get into QB with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers have been uh, the best QB and like the first QB off the board usually for every year. Now obviously he has got some competition with Patrick Mahomes point-wise a lot, so those two really go back and forth. Um, Aaron Rodgers last year wasn't that good because um, he obviously didn't have as many targets and like the offense wasn't that good. But uh, I can't. I don't really follow Green Bay, but I believe they drafted wide receiver two in the draft. They've obviously got Devontae Adams, who I think is an amazing wide receiver, and he did pretty well in fantasy last year as well. Plus, Aaron Rodgers is just an elite quarterback, so you can't really go wrong picking him to play in one of your games. Um, the next one I have is Patrick Mahomes, as I mentioned. Patrick Mahomes obviously has an, is an elite quarterback. Went deep in the playoffs last year. Was either the best or the second best fantasy quarterback last year. He's obviously got Travis Kelsey at tight end. Um, I'm not 100% sure what's going on with um, what's his face. Um, that I can't remember their uh, wide receiver's name. What is Tyreek Hill? Yeah, I don't know why I just blinked that. Um, he might be leaving KC. Um, I obviously don't follow KC, like, either. I follow, like, big league news, and uh, I'll just, I have, like, two teams I kind of I like, but uh, my main team is the Patriots, and I kind of follow Chicago, so those are the team I really follow. Everything else I just follow as it comes out, like, big news and fantasy-wise. And statistically speaking... Um, so there's that. Um, he's got a few other wide receivers. Um, another big one is, um, well, not, like, he didn't really do that well last year, but, uh, I can't remember his name, but, um, it's, uh, another Kansas City wide receiver. Used to play for, um, 
I think it was the Bills, I want to say. Uh, he The reason I'm blanking on his name is because he really did not do much last year. Sammy Watkins, that's... Yeah. Um, yeah, obviously Sammy Watkins did not do it like too much last year. So he wasn't that good of a pick, but he still got him there if he needs him. Okay, let's move on to number three. Is uh, I have Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, not only can he get um, points for being, like, for passing for touchdowns and stuff as an elite quarterback, but he can also scramble a lot, so scramble yards and touchdowns, also a potential source of points, which really helps his fantasy stock a lot. Obviously, um, they did uh, draft DK Metcalf as their, like, main wide receiver in the draft. They have um, Baldwin, obviously. They have Tyler, or I don't know if it's Tyler, but they have Lockett. So uh, they have a few good weapons for him there. And he's just obviously an elite quarterback. He can do like scrambling and in the pocket. And you can't really go wrong picking him. Um, number four, I put Deshaun Watson. Same thing here. He can also threaten people with his uh, scrambling like yards and touchdowns. So that's obviously a great source of fantasy points. He's all he's all, he's okay. Sorry about that, but uh, he's obviously got one of the best wide receivers in the league in DeAndre Hopkins um, lined up outside. So that's obviously a huge threat. Um, he is a younger quarterback, but he's a very good quarterback. He did pretty well in fantasy last year, and uh, I really think he's gonna just improve and keep improving over the coming years. And number five, this might be a more biased pick, especially since I just told you that um, my favorite team was the New England Patriots. But uh, number five, I have Tom Brady. Now, I know what a lot of you were going to immediately say is the fact that last year, if you had followed fantasy and specifically Tom Brady's fantasy stats, he did not do that good. But there's a lot of considerations you have to take in. Gronk is... Um, Gronk was, since he just retired. Gronk was an amazing tight end, but a lot of times he was either injured or playing injured. Even playing injured, the man was an absolute monster. But um, you also have to take that into consideration. Uh, Julian Edelman was gone for the four, first four or five games of the season, which really hurt him. You know, um, he really just did not have a lot of depth, you know, in like um, the... Uh, wide receiver position obviously Gronk is leaving which a lot of people would just add to the list of reasons why you shouldn't draft him like top five QBs but they just did get the wide receiver from Arizona State who looks very promising so that's another potential target target for Brady aside from Edelman who will not have to serve his suspension as of yet which is obviously going to help him in the first couple of games they yeah, have Demarius Thomas, who they recently signed. Uh, he is a little older, but um, if anyone can get like the p- full potential out of a veteran, it is the New England Patriots, so I feel confident that they're really going to use him to his full ability. So um, Brady, I think this year will do a little better, uh, fantasy speaking, and obviously he is the best football player of all time and the best QB of all time by extension. So you really can't go wrong picking him, even if you don't you like, even if you bench him for most weeks, and just use him as like an alternate for when he's playing the garbage division teams. So uh, it's really up to you. Okay, let's move into running backs since most people pick running backs first because of the scarcity of 
like elite or top tier running backs. Number one, and I do think this is in well, this was like particular person is in order is Todd Gurley. In my opinion, he is the best. Um, he is by far the best running back in the league, and I think he's the best fantasy running back in the league as well. I had him last year, and he single-handedly, in my opinion, was the reason I won most of my games. He averaged easily over 20 points for like 90% of his games or something. Well, maybe not 90%, but you get what I'm trying to say. He averaged over 20 points for literally like almost all of his games. And um, this year, he's probably only going to get better and better as he goes with the... Uh, Los Angeles Rams offense obviously expanding every year so um, that's why I think he's number one and number two is Ezekiel Elliott and I so far this has been in order from what I think are the best fantasy running backs Ezekiel Elliott obviously has got the elite Dallas um, line of line to uh, work with he is a workhorse and a lot of people expect you to hand it off to him most of the time which could be a little threatening but uh, that just means he gets a lot more touches, so, you know, that's obviously something, so, uh, you know. And he is just an elite running back, he's very strong, he's very good under, like, pressure like that when everyone knows and blitzes him, um, blitzes their O-line, he can really just find the holes or just truck over people. He's just an elite tier running back in my position, in my opinion, and uh, you can't really go wrong picking him, and I think you should very early in the draft, like extremely early. Number three is Saquon Barkley. Again, this is an order, in my opinion. Barkley, well, the you know, uh, sorry about let me uh some stumbling there. Jeez, um, Saquon Barkley is a good pick because obviously they traded Odell, so that's just one less target, like quarterback. Um, is going to have this year. I'm kind of blanking on his name. They've also got Eli Manning, but uh, the new quarterback from Duke they drafted, like, really early, which is really controversial. Like, I think it's Drew something from Duke University. Um, I think he'll start pretty early, especially because I don't think Eli Manning is that good anymore. So they're probably going to run it a lot more, especially since it's a rookie quarterback and he might not, you know... You want accurate, plus his lead target is Sterling Shepard out there, which I don't think he's a terrible player, but I don't think he's like a lead wide receiver, you know. He's he's a good second wide receiver in my opinion. So I think he'll see a lot more touches, and uh, I think he'll get a lot more points because of it. Number four, I think it's Christian McCaffrey, and I'm, I'm just going to do these in order of what I think, you know. Uh, so Christian McCaffrey, obviously a very good um, passing running back, like receiving back. So um, there's also that, that a lot of people, is another source of potential points. And he's a great, he's just great general running back as well. Like even if you're not like passing, he's just a great running back. You obviously saw a lot of explosive games from uh, Christian McCaffrey last year where he just went off fantasy points wise. There was a lot of games, and uh, even when he didn't go off, he still did relatively good for most of his games last year. So, um, I don't think you can really go wrong picking this guy. And number five is Alvin Kamara. Now, I know um, Mark Ingram is still with the Saints from what I know, unless something recently changed. Uh, 
as of me posting this. So obviously you're going to be like, well, he's going to have to share um, touches, right? Well, I guess you could argue that, yes, he's technically going to have to share touches. But there's no doubt in my mind that he's going to be the number one running back coming into the season in New Orleans. So he's definitely going to get, I'd say, 75-plus percent of the um, touches in uh, New Orleans. And we obviously saw last year what this man could do, and uh, fantasy speaking as well. He had a lot of explosive games and high-scoring games. He started to slow down at the uh, end when they were kind of like, do we really want to make him like the sole running back, like the main like running back? And he started to give more and more like touches to Mark Ingram. But I think they learned the hard way that uh, Alvin Kamara is just a better player. And I think they should give him almost, I think, in my opinion, I said 75 plus, which I think is what they're looking at it at. But I think they should give him 85 plus um, of the touches at least. So um, that's my running backs and uh, top five. And I actually did that one in order. If you guys want to rewind and like watch that again, or not watch, but listen to that again. So uh, let's move into wide receivers, which you guys would probably take next in a draft after running backs. And then, you know, whatever you want, QB or tight end, depending on what's available there. So um, number five, or yeah, number five, or number one, because I kept, I went one through five for like all of these. So it would make sense to do that for wide receivers, obviously. Um, this is in no order, particularly when I, like, wrote it, so we'll see what happens, like, if I want to go in order of who I think is the best, but, um, number one about DeAndre Hopkins, obviously we tied in the Deshaun Watson being one of the better quarterbacks in the league, so he's obviously got a reliable person throwing him the ball, he is the number one wide receiver in Houston, definitely, no doubt about that, so he's going to be seeing a lot of passing towards him, um, regardless of who tries to come in there and threaten him, like, position-wise. He's going to obviously see a lot of attempts, and we've seen what he can do, scoring a lot of touchdowns and gaining a lot of yards. Obviously had a great season last year. And, yeah, um, I think he's a great pick. Top five wide receivers drafted for sure, and no doubt about that. Um, Number two, I have Odell Beckham Jr., um, obviously, and the big news is he's getting traded, or he was traded to Cleveland a while ago, before the draft, obviously. Um, while he does have Jarvis Landry to contest with, um, I don't think, uh, you know, I don't think he has too much to worry about in that field, because I think, obviously, he's the better wide receiver, and he's going to get the starting, like, one position, and uh, I think Baker Mayfield is a pretty solid quarterback. So I think he'll have a pretty reliable quarterback throwing under the ball. And um, I think he'll get a lot of, like, pass attempts, like, looking at him. So I think that's really a positive for him. And uh, even last year, when he had Eli Manning throwing under the ball, which in my opinion, last year Eli Manning was not near as good as um, Baker Mayfield this coming year is going to be. So that's just more to add on to his plate. And that's why I think he'll really just excel this year. Even last year with what I said, he did pretty well as a wide receiver. Um, There were a few games where he was iffy and he wasn't most consistent, but he was still a pretty solid wide receiver to start anyways. 
just because of how good he is. So, moving on to number three is Julio Jones. Um, Julio Jones is obviously going to be the number one in Atlanta until probably he retires or is traded or, like, gets released or whatever. He'll probably be number one in Atlanta for a while. Obviously, a lot of people think he is the best wide receiver in uh, the entire league. Personally, I think it's Odell, but people think Julio is, and it really varies on who you ask. Um, he obviously is one of the best top three wide receivers in the league, no doubt. He's got Matt Ryan, a very experienced, accurate, and you know, amazing quarterback, throwing it to him. He is an elite, amazing wide receiver who can make big plays. Um, there's a whole thing about him not getting touchdowns last year, but he obviously improved on that last year. And I think he's going to continue to prove on it this year, even with Calvin Ridley. and uh, Well, he's basically his only competition, but I think Julio will just, you know, always be a more appealing target to Matt Ryan. And their run game isn't that strong, so they're probably going to have to look to the uh, Look to the pass, like passing, um, for most of, you know, most of their plays, in my opinion. Number four, I have Antonio Brown. Now, Antonio Brown getting, like, as he's getting older and obviously getting traded to Oakland has hurt his fantasy stock for when, like, most experts say. But I think you still have to look at it, and a lot of people, most people, not personally, not me, but a lot of people still have him in their top three wide receivers in the league. Um, obviously, he's not um, in Pittsburgh where he's been all of his career, I believe. Yeah, I'm like positive, but uh, obviously, he's not there anymore. But that could be a good thing for him. First of all, um, there's really no one in like Oakland to even come close to his skill level and try to threaten like him for the one like, number one receiver position. So I think that's a positive for him. So that's so he'll be getting a lot of the passing looks, and majority of the passes will probably be going his way because of the lack of targets. Um, they might have Jared Cook still, who might be a viable target for him. Um, obviously, for a quarterback, and he's throwing him the ball, um, there has obviously been a lot of injuries concerning... Um, you know, Derek Carr, he does get injured quite a bit. Um, well, it seems to just be important times in, like, the season, like, going into playoffs, obviously. So, um, yeah, he's still got a decent... Derek Carr, although he hasn't even played too much of his career, he's still a decent quarterback, and he knows what he's doing. And having having the wide receiver like Antonio Brown is really going to help him. And I think Antonio Brown can rely on him, um, just like he relied on Ben, because um, Ben and uh, Derek Carr like put the like like versus each other. I think they're a very similar skill level, in my opinion. Maybe Derek Carr is better, but I still think he's going to do fine with who's throwing him the ball. He might just have to deal with maybe a little more coverage, probably since that's probably going to be their main target every time they pass the ball. So you might have to try to work around that and try to get a little more looks that way. But, you know, we'll see what happens. But I, th- I still think he's going to be a great fantasy pick. And um, 
Number five was kind of ironic. I mentioned him literally right after Antonio Brown because he is on a he's a Pittsburgh Steeler and been having a lot of beef with Antonio Brown. You probably already guessed who it is, is number my number five is Juju Smith Schuster. Even with Antonio Brown as the number one wide receiver in Pittsburgh last year, he still did amazing in my opinion for what he what position he was in in Pittsburgh last year. He was a two wide receiver. A wide receiver that had just recently been like gaining like um traction like for people realizing him obviously and people realizing his full potential and he really just he really blew a lot of people out the park for what he a lot of people thought he was capable of he really just he did a great job last season he's obviously a uh, very entertaining to watch and like not only on NFL, if you follow his Twitch streams or YouTube channel as well. Um, he's a more, he's a great personality off and on the field. He's obviously got Big Ben throwing the ball to him still. A lot of people thought he was going to leave or retire. But he, he's got Big Ben back, so he's got a stable quarterback and one that he's had his entire career with him. And obviously he's going to be the number one wide receiver in uh, Pittsburgh now, which is Obviously going to be, he's going to be a main target for Ben Roethlisberger now that Antonio Brown is gone and Le'Veon Bell is gone. So um, I think he's going to see a substantial increase in the amount of points coming his way and passes coming his way. And uh, he's really just going to, I think he's going to be a great um, addition to everyone's fantasy teams for whoever drafts him really. And my last section is tight ends. Um, no particular order, obviously. This is the first year. I don't have Rob Gronkowski as my like number one tight end because, obviously, he's retired. Even last year, I didn't really think he lived up to He did pretty poorly last year, actually, which I was really disappointed about. Um, let's get this started, though. Um, Travis Kelsey is my number one. Uh, well, it's not really number one because there's no order, but it's the first one I listed there. Um, obviously, he's got Patrick Mahomes throwing to him, so he's got an elite quarterback to, you know, deal with. Um, he's obviously, that's obviously a great position to be in. Uh, he is, for a long time, been a pretty solid fantasy pick. Last year, obviously, we see a, we saw very good points out of him, for a tight end especially. And this year, it's obviously just going to increase. Um, he is somewhat of a veteran, but I think that honestly works towards his advantage. He's a very experienced player. He knows what he's doing, and he's a great tight end. He gets a lot of looks from uh, Patrick. Uh, number two, I put Zach Ertz for uh, Philly. Zach Ertz is just in its in himself a great tight end, in my opinion. He's uh, got the body and you know speed combo. He's a um, he gets a lot of looks from Carson Wentz uh, and Nick Foles last year since he had to play. He gets a decent amount of looks from Carson Wentz, obviously. Um, he did pretty well point-wise last year, and I think this is going to increase this year because Philly is, um, I don't want to say they're like wideouts or bad, but they really don't have like a bunch of elite wideouts or like any like one elite wideout. So I think Zach Ertz is going to see a lot of um, points this year as well. 
and I think he'll be a great pick. Uh, number three, I have Eric Ebron. Um, obviously, he's got Andrew Luck throwing on the ball. He was a Pro Bowler this year, so he's got a Pro Bowl playoff experience, multiple year experience, one of the better and more known quarterbacks throwing on the ball. Um, Eric Ebron last year was his first year in Indy, and uh, he did amazing. He obviously didn't he didn't get a bunch of yards or like an absurd amount of looks like passes. But um, what really did it for him is he get the amount of touchdowns he got. And um, I still think that coming in this year, I still think he's going to be in, like, main target for Andrew Luck in the red zone, like, going into, like, the touchdown. So, obviously, whenever someone's, like, a red zone target and all that, um, it really helps them, uh, it really helps them get points, especially in tight end that. That's mainly the main way you get points is scoring touchdowns. And I think he's really one of the better red zone targets, like especially for a tight end. So you, I definitely would pick him in my top five. Even though he is, he has been known to kind of drop some balls, but um, that's usually, I mean, he should be fine. Um, number four, George Kittle in San Francisco. He plays for San Francisco 49ers, in case you didn't know. So last year, he didn't do as good as um, people thought he would do. Um, he didn't do terrible last year. He actually did pretty okay, you know, around that some, you know, range. Uh, I mean, George Kittle, the reason he didn't live up to expectations last year and only did, like, mediocre to average is because, obviously, Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt pretty early in the season. But now Jimmy Garoppolo is obviously healthy, and as long as he doesn't get hurt really early in the season, I think you're obviously going to see a lot more substantial um, points flowing towards him, a lot of more targets, more touchdowns, more yards, more everything, because Jimmy Garoppolo is a pretty good quarterback, in my opinion. Um, he obviously learned under Bill Belichick and Tom Brady for like almost all of his career, and like except last season, obviously. And, um, from what we saw of him, like, just from his recent games, um, he is quite a good quarterback, and he's really proven the fact that he doesn't need to be backup. And I think George Kittle will benefit from everything I just said about Jimmy Garoppolo, and that's why I think you should take him in your top five tight ends, like, in your league. Um, number five, I have David Njaku, I believe that's how you say it. For the Cleveland Browns, if you didn't know. Um, I think, as far as, like, the ratings, I think he might be 4 or 5 on this list. Um, obviously, I think he's 5 because um, before Antonio, or before Odell Beckham Jr., I think he was, he'd definitely be 4 over George Kittle. But now, with Odell and just another target for um, Baker to look at, I think he got pushed down to 5. Which kind of a little hurt his stock. He might even be six or seven, but I put him on here because last season he had a pretty good year, with um Baker Mayfield obviously being a decent quarterback in Cleveland for the first time in a while. And uh, you saw a lot of touchdowns from this guy, which is the main way he earned his points. And when this guy could get in the end zone, you had a good week with him. Whenever this guy got in the end zone, you had a good week with him. So, um, as long as he remains to be a red zone threat and a red zone option, then, um, 
Baker Mayfield consistently looks to, I think he'll be fine as far as like his, um, you know, as far as his points and um, targets. Um, he obviously doesn't get too many points just from like receiving yards and catches, but as long as he remains a red zone threat for Cleveland, I think he'll do just fine. So that was my top five list for each position in fantasy football. For kickers, defenses, QBs, running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends. If you guys play specific or like bigger leagues where you actually draft out your defense position by position, I'm sorry, but um, most people don't play that league, so I just covered overall defenses. And as concluded, my top five lists for each position in fantasy football going into 2019. Um, my two early predict- predictions, I guess you could say, kind of stole that from ESPN. Um, so that is my top five for all of them. Um, thank you for listening to the podcast. I hope this helps you. If you um, have started to do your research or are an early drafter for like leagues and stuff and you draft really early, I hope you, this helped you in some way. Or just going in, once you start doing your research or drafting later, you might remember this or go back to this video. If it's still, like, relevant, as long as no one gets injured or traded or, like, leaves or, or like, retires or something, it should still be okay. As long as new, no new huge, um, like, news happens. But, I mean, it's the NFL, so that's pretty unlikely, honestly, for, like, one of them not to have some major impact happen to them. I will do an updated version of this um, after the preseason ends. I'll try to do it as close to the first game of the year as possible. So that concludes this episode of the podcast. I hope you enjoyed and I hope you um, learned something or like this helped with your uh, research or fantasy football. Um, this is the first episode of the podcast, so thank you guys for watching and uh, subscribing to my podcast if you want. I will obviously be doing more of these, covering big news or just anything relevant, fantasy football or football as a whole, honestly. So I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, thank you so much for watching the podcast and viewing. If you want to subscribe to my podcast, um, that really helps the podcast grow and it just really helps, um, you know, it just really helps the channel grow. Um, donations, as far as that goes, I do not have anything set up for that yet. Um, and I don't know when I will ever have that set up, so you're going to have to stay posted on that if you have any interest in donating anyways. So, uh, thank you everyone for watching. This is going to conclude the first episode of The Fantasy Man. Um, obviously... Turn on notifications and subscribe to my podcast if you want alerts for my next episode. And I will see you guys then.